This episode brought to you by Ned's Discount Cancer Surgery Center. If you're diagnosed with a malignant cancerous growth, there are all sorts of worries that arise. Am I going to die? How long do I have to live? Have I wasted my life? Well, don't let one of those be paying too much for cancer surgery. Ned's Discount Cancer Surgery Center costs less than half of what those other cancer centers charge, and they don't even let you take home the cancer they cut out. We save money by not wasting your time and money on costly tests and imaging and get right in there and go cutting away. So go to www. I think we got most of it.com to schedule your surgery today. Literally today. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good hello and welcome to horror movie talk your panel of expert hosts each week are me dr bryce hansen i hold a phd in spookology and professor david day david 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 the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Well, buckle up. We brought you the best with Midnight Mass, (laughs) and and you've eaten it up like like all the hungry little, little baby birds you are. And now we bring you cancerous bullshit. Here you here you go. I hope you like it. Today we'll be reviewing Malignant, James Wan's new masterpiece. <laughs> I so I have so many questions all about James Wan. Yeah, we got a lot to get into on this one. Um, so a cool thing you might not know about horror movie talk is we have the very best community of any podcast. Go check us out on our Facebook group, Horror Movie Talk Group. And uh, lots of convos going there and stuff. Also, if you go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, you'll find links to all of our other social media so you can follow us. Uh, We do watch parties every second Saturday of the month, except for this month. I skipped it because I was... It's a lot. I had, like, put up my fence posts and I was like done actually interestingly uh streamlounge.io reached out to us right and they want to uh they want to sponsor one of our watch parties with a like a steel case yeah um, giveaway blu-ray copy of something on our next uh watch party so um, so stay tuned in october i don't know maybe we'll maybe we can make watch party a thing in october we need to discuss what we want to do for next month well the point is um sign up at streamlounge.io get an account and follow us on there and uh that's like a uh twitch for uh for streaming movies with Mm -hmm. with us and you can watch our our past yeah streams as well um speaking of twitch david plays on our twitch channel dead by daylight pretty often so 
subscribe to us on twitch.tv slash horror movie talk we post new episodes of the podcast every wednesday so please consider subscribing and leaving a review on apple Podcasts or Podchaser or anywhere that you can um if you want to call and leave us a voicemail call 682-253-4468 um if you want to call and leave a message of you uh what what are all the various things that you'd want on this line we got chunder we got vomit. We got um, uh, diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's farting. The, um, you could show us how those tits flap. Mm-hmm. You could also show us how those tits fart. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just uh, you could burp. You could do any, anything. Any bodily f- fluids or gaseous emissions? Yeah, that goes to the bodily fluids exchange line. And that number is 252-228-4628. Yep. Um, let's, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We better get into this episode real quick. Um, oh shoot. Could you bring up the trailer while I'm doing this? I Mm -hmm. forgot. Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to 10, one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry. Five being an average film that hits all the expected marks and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take, or take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we'll be playing a game called Make It Better. <laughs> oh, good. I love this game. Which is it's just a good one. Yay. We, we've had a lot of positive feedback on this one. Make we've only it, done it a couple times. Make It Better is, is Bryce's brainchild, and it's just a, a, a thing where we... Um, we reformulate the movie that we're reviewing into a better on the fly version of it. Really, we're just a, like a writer's room at midnight, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, yeah. so we went and saw *Malignant*, and it had me all turned around. Uh oh, yeah. Here's the trailer. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shit while this trailer plays. Okay, thank you. I'm having visions. Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. As they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Imaginary Imaginary He's the devil. getting closer. He wants to talk to you. 
you know. He's coming for me. Oh boy. <laughs> so Malignant can be found in theaters now, probably for another week or so, um, and streaming on HBO Max until October 10th. Malignant is about an abused wife, Madison, played by Annabelle Wallace, who, after her husband is murdered, begins to see a figure in the shadows and having visions of murders. She finds out that these murders are real and that she has been witnessing witnessing them in real time. As police investigate the crimes, they seem to be tied together and related somehow to Madison's past. James Wan, the director of Malignant, is an accomplished horror director. Say what you want about The Conjuring, Saw, and Aquaman. <laughs> the, truth, Aquaman? <laughs> the truth is he is a competent director that has made some very enjoyable and successful movies. So much so that um, two of horror's biggest franchises were launched off of his movies. Uh, yeah, like, he's undeniably right. talented at, at this. So the question is, how did Malignant happen? What happened? And is this a joke? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of questions, it's specifically circling around this topic. And I almost wonder if the answer isn't just like, this was like ghost directed by someone else and they just slapped Juan's name mm. on there real heavily. So fraud is what you're saying. Not fraud. I mean, t- fraud to the extent that, you know, Joe Dante directed Gremlins, you know, or... Uh, but he did. Or Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist. It's like, yeah, but it stinks of Steven Spielberg a lot. Okay. No, you don't think uh, that's not, not not Joe Dante. Uh, I think Toby Hooper. The case could be made, and there's like rumors about it. But even then, it's like they. It was yes, they. Toby Hooper made Poltergeist, but Steven Spielberg like definitely stepped in sometimes. Uh huh. Um, Joe Dante, I don't think. Joe Dante is a good director. Like he's, and I don't. I don't think that. I'm not saying would, he's would, not. I'm not saying he's not a good director. I'm saying Gremlins tasted like well, Steven Spielberg. Uh, elements of it, but I, I, there's definitely parts in Gremlins that would not be in a Spielberg movie. Sure, I mean there's parts in Poltergeist that wouldn't be in a Steven Spielberg movie too. But what I'm saying is, there is definitely, you know, there's definitely a mixing of the pot there, and I'm wondering if I, there isn't a mixing of the pot here. I think it's probably um, less nefarious and more. It's not nefarious. Of, of just a a misfire or, well, anyways, we can get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> so I can only assume that John, what Juan, in, that Juan intentionally made a bad movie. <laughs> because otherwise, the only expl- explanation is head trauma. Um, there are times when it shines with pure stupid fun, mainly the opening and ending scenes. But the majority of the movie seems to have... Poor footing with its tone. 
I could see some of these terrible lines of dialogue and ridiculous plotting work in a committed, committed, exaggerated, campy horror film. But foolishly, everyone is playing it subdued and straight. I sat there watching the film, bored for most of it, desperately wanting a Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead 2 type actor to bring some levity and self-awareness. Nope, just performances of the caliber that you would see on your mom's favorite C-tier CBS crime procedural. It's very like... The acting in this is just abysmal. Yeah, it's to the level of like Hawaii Five O. It feels remake. like I'm watching a soap opera. Yeah. Um, the influences are many and varied. I'm reminded of most of Juan's career with elements of The Conjuring and Saw apparent, but also campy horror classics like Reanimator and Basket Case. However, instead of taking uh, disparate ingredients and making a hearty, enjoyable stew, we are treated more to a bachelor's feast of unrelated, stale, cold leftovers eaten out of Tupperware containers. It's pretty thick. The film could have gone a number of ways to explain what's happening to Madison. It could be a haunting, a possession, a serial killer, psychic powers, etc., what it ends up being is so dumb that you almost want to stand up and clap. <laughs> it's I have a I like I I I I have this theory and I told you about it last night. I kind of love the concept. Like I'm not going to lie, like the execution is bad. And some of it's like I almost wonder if it's intentionally bad, but the concept of like this being this dumb idea and committing to it a movie to it hmm. I love so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna regale you of a, a little tale in movie history where um, people uh, you know so just coming off of the extraordinary success of the movie alien uh, some movie execs were sitting around with James Cameron and they were like we're gonna give you a shot. And they were, you know, they were at a storyboard pitch and Cameron had on the board, he had the word alien. And they were like, yeah, we got to redo it, but how are we going to do it? And then all he did was he looked at the board and he wrote an S on the end and he said aliens. And they were like, fuck. They were like, yes, can this is why we hire Cameron. Like, God damn. And then what happens? It ends up being like the bomb and ass most mm -hmm. best sequel ever made. My theory is with this, Juan was like, okay, we got The Conjuring. It's a spooky house. He On the board, he writes, spooky house. And and then and then they're like, yeah, we got to do something with a spooky house. Yeah. And he's like, he just crosses out house and writes body. And they're mm. like, damn. It just feels like a reskinning of a spooky house thing. Yeah. Um yeah, it's an interesting uh, take on it. We won't get into spoilers right now, but um, oh. she is definitely haunted. Um, I wish I could like this movie more, but the story in the middle of the film and the characters are so boring. <laughs> so boring. Yeah. Um, that the ridiculous parts that I did enjoy couldn't overcome them. Um, I give it a score, and mostly because... I enjoyed how stupid the beginning and ending of the movie were. Like that's yeah. what lifts this above like the dregs. But still a bad score. I give it a three out of ten. Oh wow. Yeah, actually I was afraid you were gonna give it like a four. Hmm. Uh 
Yeah, I think this... I don't know. Like, it was interesting, a kind of. It held my attention, kind of. See, it's it's weird, because it should work. Like, okay, so the full story is, I've, I watched it twice. So I watched it on HBO Max, like, while I was working, so I wasn't paying attention to it. And it was like, eh, whatever. And it, you know, usually if something doesn't hold my attention or doesn't capture me while I'm, like, have it on the background, it's usually not that great. Yeah. Um, but there were moments in this, like, again, mainly the opening and the ending where it did capture my attention. I was like, huh, well, maybe I should revisit and watch the whole thing with rapt attention. And so I went and saw it in the theater for this. Ugh, bad, bad um, move, I think. Because I wanted to, you know, have no distractions. I wanted to possibly see it with an audience. Yeah. And see reaction. Uh, communal experience well i was literally the only person in the theater <laughs> at the entire theater to myself well it uh, wasn't it wasn't yeah, the opening it's, not, night, it's not even close was, opening night yeah. but but uh and it was on a thursday probably but yeah i was so bored i was so bored with the middle of the movie and especially knowing that it was going to get to something like actually kind of amusing mm. um just waiting for it but as i was watching it, it's like it does have like in terms of like structure has a lot of like points in the middle where it's like leading you towards what it actually is in a relatively competent way. But also along with that is there's a lot of points where it doesn't make any sense. If you know what the ending is, (laughs) like if you know what it actually is, there's also a lot of points where it's like, well, wait a minute, that couldn't actually happen if that's the case, especially early. (laughs) I like to say that. (laughs) I like to see the arms in this one. <laughs> anyway, so what? What's your score for this? Yeah, one? I mean, and there's a blockage. It's a. And there's a blockage. Hang on, it's a real pile of. Oh, it's like a big sausage. It is. It's like a big sausage of shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, this movie is shit. And I am I don't know whether to be offended or bemused by all the people who reached out to us and were like, When are you gonna cover malignant? I bet David likes it and Bryce hates it. And I'm like, Why do I have to be the one that likes this piece of shit? Um I give this a the, as close to a two as you can give it while not uh-huh. being a two. This is definitely a three, but Yeah. God damn is it a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean I can see how people are split. Like there's there, it's a fun time, you know, yeah. in the theater, I guess. For I could see how it could be for people, but it's, I mean, it does not nearly reach the level of, it's a slasher. Look, so this is a James Wan, as close to a James Wan slasher as there has ever been. It's, it's, it's almost anachronistic because... But it's not nearly as fun as Friday, any of the Friday the 13th. It's just not. It's not compelling. It's not... It's not like you're rooting for anything. It's like you're confused. It's it's a big mystery the whole way through, and then then the thing you get is so just utterly just garbage, like right. just total garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's they, honestly almost. Uh, well, we'll get into the spoilers. They treat it like the mystery is going to be some mind blowing thing, and it's just like. It, is, it might as See, well I, be sharks of the corn. No, it's just I, dumb. I I disagree. I liked. I like the twist. I actually really liked it. And I think I think it could have been great. And uh 
I'm just so curious about the choices that James Wan made and what the intention behind them was. Um, because I, I'm just baffled that he couldn't pull off what I assume he wanted to do, which was make like kind of an over the top campy slasher, like exploitational kind of movie that you used to see in the seventies and and eighties. And, uh, it's just, but it has this weird, like taste of, of like the two thousands and, and, and nineties. It's, that's worse. It feels weird. It's It's, worse than that. It's just nothing. It's just nothing. (laughs) Um, At least wrong turn is something, you know, like this is just nothing. So, um, let's talk briefly before we get into spoilers about our sponsor shutter.com is where you go to watch a bunch of great curated horror movies a lot of uh foreign horror movies that you're not going to find anywhere else uh shutter exclusives and um shutter produced tv shows um, go to shutter.com and use code HMT at checkout to get a 30 day free trial instead of their seven day free trial. Yeah, there you can think of shutter like you think of uh, Netflix, but exclusively for horror yeah. and uh, and their app on the phone works great. And uh, and so, you know, if you if your wife or husband is not into horror movies, you know, they can be watching something on the up on the big string, but you can be having your your phone out there mm-hmm. on the side on the side piece being like, Oh yeah, it's I I love thirty ninety day fiance and then uh and then you keep you know, you could be watching J- uh, Michael just be stabbing someone to death. Mm-hmm. So check them out and use code HMT to get that thirty day free trial instead of that seven day free trial. Nightchannels.com is where you go for the coolest and nichest horror-themed, occult-themed, metal-themed apparel, t-shirts, hoodies. David's got one on right now. That's right. I'm uh, I'm repping my Mayhem t-shirt, and uh, and I got a Tremors t-shirt, and and all of these, all of their designs are stuff you've never seen. Uh, you know, it's this isn't you know your your stereotypical. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day shirt. This is like some custom made uh, mm-hmm. print that you've never seen before and it looks so cool. And they got it they got them printed on both uh regular um you know like um regular t-shirts and their new uh Bella canvas t-shirts for mm-hmm. that soft silky mm-hmm. feel up on those nips. They're really nice. Yeah, someone on our Facebook group mentioned watching Persona Ingmar Ingmar Bergman's um, persona, which is a pretty, I mean, not like widely um, appreciated movie in the horror circles, but it's definitely, yeah, it's a deeper cut. And I know that Night Channels has a persona t-shirt. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're getting into the weeds, if you want to show how deep into horror you are, right. And you're just like, there's no Ingmar Bergman persona (laughs) t-shirts out there. Wrong. Wrong. Go to nightchannels.com. And honestly, the one thing that we've asked people to do that's been very successful is take the night channels challenge. Yeah. Which is just go to nightchannels.com and browse. Just surf around for a minute. You will, um, 
find something that you can't live without. And if you enter code HMT at checkout, you get 13% off your whole order. So enter HMT at checkout at nightchannels.com and they'll keep you, your body covered in something cool. Yeah, please support them because they've really been supporting us. And they were the sponsor uh, for several episodes of the Midnight Mass. Yeah, they brought those to you, so so thank them. If you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you don't have to. If you go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk, there is a tier, uh, not too high, where you get advanced... Um, early access, early to access to all the to so had you been subscribed to that you'd you'd be listening to this episode three days ago right maybe <laughs> depends on who's editing it sometimes it's four days sometimes it's you know like an hour before um but yeah you get uh, early access without ads on patreon.com um also we sell our own t-shirts at horrormovietalk.com slash shop so check that out. Also, uh, we want to appreciate and throw love to Dustin Goebel. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. He's the one that does all of our cover art for our episodes. Contact him at dgobel 0 on Instagram. Dustin's been been helping us with keeping our brand looking amazing for almost two years now. And if you guys... Um, if you guys haven't reached out to him, uh, if you haven't taken a look at his stuff, if you haven't followed him on Instagram at dgobel00, D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram, then, you know, what are you doing? Right. He's he's really great, yeah. and uh, and he he deserves your, your patronage as well. Finally, if you want to leave us a voicemail, again, call 682-253-4468. Thanks. Let's get into spoilers. Would you like me to play a different spoilers music? No. All right. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Let's see if uh, I think I have something that'll, that'll okay. work for spoilers. Here, let's try it. Continuous country. <laughs> Is that like the stock <laughs> audio whatever? Jingle palette. Did it not work? Hang on. Let maybe maybe this one. Okay, radio company. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So <sighs> we have to have some fun on this episode. Right. <laughs> Holy God. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly uh, like honestly I don't. I feel like it's a practical joke. Like, that was my initial knee-jerk response, was like, oh, James Wan's trying to do something... Like, he's been so successful, he needs to shoot himself in the foot a few times to, like, regain his... To be like, oh, it's it's hard again. Like, I'm right. going to handicap myself. Right. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff, especially in the production design, that's kind of baffling. Like, what? <laughs> like, what... Just the weirdest choices. So, actually, let's start. Let's start out with that. Okay. Just some like. Okay, first off, in the opening, it opens to this hospital that looks like a combination of uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral and Dracula's castle up on this mountain. It's like so exaggerated, yeah. and that opening is so exaggerated, and then it's like. Instantly boring. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's like Castle Freak. Right, Castle. It's and and then some other 
the other things is like when the monster kidnaps that lady and ties her to this roof, it's this saw like broken down, like holes in the roof, light shining through industrial fans. <laughs> and it ends up being her house, her house. <laughs> that's that, by the way, that's like a, a million dollar house. It's yeah. like a charming Victorian well cottage. No problems. Like, yeah. Yeah, there aren't, you know, the, the, the nature is not invading this house. The fact that she could break through the ceiling and fall down two stories in this very well-kept house that's been around for, you know, at least 100 years, probably. Like, and, and look, I mean, I know, I'm going to say this a lot here, but, like, I'm looking at these statistics here. James Wan is the 20th highest grossing director of all time, of all time. So you have to pass this through that lens right. of this dude's movies have grossed $3.6 billion worldwide. Yeah. And he's making this. Yeah. I mean, there's a little... Okay. I'm, I'm starting to see the light a little bit. Um, let, let me get through some of the other production design things that yeah, are yeah, yeah. kind of baffling. Keep it going. Um, <laughs> I, I listened to Red Letter Media's review of this, and they made a big deal out of the fact that they kept showing the exterior of the house, which is this kind of this small, again, Victorian house that if you've ever been one of those, like the, oh, the rooms are tiny, 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 but, but also the interior, I mean, you know, I'll give it this. It's, the, the, the interior is, is deceptively large. Um, like when you look at it, it's like this house kind of, you look at your house from the outside and you go, look at that tiny little house. And then you get in here and you're like, God damn, this thing's huge. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I found that different thing where it's usually the rooms are really small. And then when you go, when it's shot interior, it's literally looks like a mansion. Palatial. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. And I didn't notice it as much. They made a big deal of it in their review. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It's just a movie. Like it's, it's not noticeable enough for me, but for people that are. You know, probably in real estate, they're like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> the other one was the police station that yeah. looks basically like as giant as Grand Central Station. And it's set in Seattle. And it's set so in if Seattle. You're, if you're familiar with, you know, the Northwest or Seattle specifically, like, it's not, that's not a, a police station from Seattle. Right. Which, I mean, now we're splitting hairs, kind of. But, but I mean, that, I don't think that's a police station anywhere. Like, they don't have, it looked like the library of Congress, you know, or just like a giant, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, it just looked ridiculous. And then the thing I noticed was that outside the, the windows, you could see outside the windows, there was police car lights on siren lights. Yeah. And I was like, oh. to tell you that this is a police station, Okay. Why would they have the police lights on well, outside of the police pull, station? They're pulling up. They're pulling perps in. <sighs> I don't know. That's. I mean. That's, I mean, just weird stuff. Wouldn't like, you turn them? On? I don't know. The, yeah. The Seattle a, Underground. Um. Lots of like. Oh, and then there was a part where they brought in. They were like just parking the police car or something, and it was like a full-on mechanic shop, and someone was welding and like grinding down metal inside this garage. I'm like. What? Huh. They're not like. I'm pretty sure they're not working on the police cars at the police station. They're just parking. Okay. So lots of weird like 
production design decisions that are very tonal. And now that I think of it, that's kind of is seen in, in Juan's other stuff to where every Conjuring movie has the exact same like dim, dark house. Yeah. The spooky house syndrome, yeah. as I like to call it. And then Saw like is in these inexplicable bathrooms. <laughs> like just pipes going everywhere for no rhyme or reason. Yeah, like the the one of the most memorable parts of Saw is definitely that bathroom obviously. But then if you break that bathroom down, it is <laughs> it's so confusing. You're like, "Wait." <laughs> Wait, they have like... So it's like 700 square feet of a bathroom and it only has one toilet and one bathtub? But a tub? Like... <laughs> but why is the tub here? Right. Like, is it... Like, this is supposed uh, to be a public bathroom. <laughs> I mean, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. And it's got tiling, floor to ceiling. So that makes sense. But why is it so huge? And- but for some reason in that movie, it worked. Yeah. And then this, it like... They they combine them <laughs> such different like tones and like visual languages that mm-hmm. they just don't make any sense. So the fact that the the girl is kidnapped in like an industrial attic in like an abandoned warehouse and then she falls through the floor and it's actually a nice Victorian suburban home. Yeah. Just like what? And that kind of thing you can't look at that and say James Wan doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, that's like almost like a decision that the director of the room would make. You know, it's, Tommy Tommy Wiseau would be like, "Yes, yeah, spooky, spooky attic," and and uh, fall through in this nice house. It's uh, there's a lot of inexplic- or or someone would come to Tommy Wiseau and say like, but. The attic is in disrepair, but we've been seeing the house the whole time, and it's really well kept. It's it's spooky, yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of... Just inexplicable stuff coming out of left field with this whole thing. Frankie McDonald comes in (laughs) constantly and just throws you a curveball where you're like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's... it's, and, And that's... I mean, that's with the acting, it's with the set pieces, it's with the the basic premise. It's just yeah. like confusing to me, but but okay, here and here let's let's steel man the argument for like because there is I it seems like there's a fifty fifty split on mm-hmm. on audience approval of this. Like some right. people are like, What the fuck are you talking about? I had a great time. And I envy you <laughs> so much because you are able to you're able to have a good time with this. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want a good time with this. I think th- I think that they're able to overlook or or easily suspend their disbelief and just go with it. Just go with it. Shut up. Stop thinking about it so much. Let him take you on this journey. And it is a wacky journey. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of scary in premise. It's... It's just so hard to jump there's, those hurdles of of disp- of suspension yeah, of disbelief. Yeah, there's a lot of distractions, and then it just doesn't do itself any favors in terms of, like, just script and characters and, and actors. Like, the acting just... It's just so milquetoast. It's like, okay. Yeah. None, none of them are... None of the performances are 
good, even. Oh, no. And some of them are are so shockingly bad that they're just highlighted. It's like just like putting a highlighter on. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, why? So what's up with the casting? So let's start going through this. So uh, the, fr- the, the beginning is kind of the most enjoyable part. <laughs> um, it starts out with um, in this hospital and some something is loose. Gabriel, it's given a name. And uh, the opening scene is straight out of the opening scene of Jurassic Park. Like I'm, I was waiting yeah, for the one of the one of the doctors to go shoot her. Yeah, shoot her. And then she did. <laughs> she was yeah. like, shoot it. Yeah, yeah. And he got and he got his arm compound fracture. It was literally scene for scene. Jurat the Jurassic right. Park. Yeah, the Velociraptor moment. Um, so it's really campy, really over the top, and it really set the stage for you know a movie like that. Mm-hmm. A good movie. <laughs> and then it goes, it shifts gears. And then it's like, and, okay, guys, we're going to do a guy being surrounded by wasps and dogs. <laughs> a lot of wasps and dogs. <laughs> There's German shepherds and golden retrievers upon rains. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Wasps and dogs. <laughs> What's happening? Um, so it hops forward to our main character, Madison, having... <laughs> okay, so I I have to I have to bring this up now. Just a second. Okay. Okay. So it shows Madison having a conversation with her husband, and we learn that she's pregnant. Pregante. And it... Shifts into the weirdest, most surreal marital argument and spousal abuse scene <laughs> ever. Like it's this is how spousal so, abuse happens. You just don't know because you had a, a nice, a nice family. It's so unsubtle. I had to bring up the uh, YouTube celebrity Dar Man. Dar Man. This is brought up a lot on YMH. So it's. The this level of this situation is what you would see on a Dar Man video of some over the top reaction to like a very um normal thing. Normal thing to like put a moral on a point. So for example I would just encourage people to go to uh Dar Man's video channel, which it's a D H A R D A D H A R M A N N is his name. But here, here's like a little expert excerpt. Okay, so they're in a coffee a shop. I'll bring him right out. There's like a homeless man. Hey! Watch where you're going, man. Bumps oh, into so sorry. businessman in suit. Do you know how expensive this suit is? Much more than you can afford. You're probably right. I'm really sorry, sir. Some people. Anyway, um, let me get um, three slices of cheese. We have a five for five dollar deal if you want to add two more. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Great. Have so, a seat. I'll bring them right out. Slices of cheese? He's buying cheese? Slices? So, just describe the businessman's acting style. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's bad. Over the top, like, grimacing, like face of like 
Yeah. Homeless man. A lot of these videos are like, don't judge a book by its cover. Or like if someone treats someone bad later, they'll find out that, you know, that person could help them or something. It's almost as if you took, you know, your brother in law Mm -hmm. who is, I don't know, a, a baker. Uh, but he was like, Hey, you know, you do these movie things, right? These movie films. And like, I've been working on my acting. So like, maybe you could put me in and then, and then you're, you're just like, okay, so your motivation in this one is, is that you're frustrated with your wife Mm. and he's like, okay. And then like, this is the first time he's ever acted. And then he go, he just, you know, he takes it to 11 in the way. A non-professional I mean, actor would take but, it. But you can't blame the actor because it's got to be written in the script and directed that way to where what happens is the guy... Because brother-in-law and he's a baker. The guy takes the wife by the neck and... Well, okay. First of all, they get in an argument of, of about the fact that she's pregnant. Right. And he's like, maybe you shouldn't get pregnant. Or, or what did he say? Maybe you should stop being pregnant. Am I pregnant? <laughs> And it's like, what? This is wait. This is something wait, that would be said. Maybe you shouldn't be because she's got like morning sickness. <laughs> Am I pregnant? She's just not feeling well. It's like, oh. and she had to turn off the TV so she could get a nap. And he's like, well, maybe you should stop being pregnant. Could I be pregonate? And uh, and then he takes her by the neck and shoves her so hard into the wall. He, that he does like a double punch where he punches her face and her tummy at the same time. <laughs> He's like, boom! And she's like, oh, god damn. The dreaded double double punch. He shoves her into the wall so hard that it creates like... He like almost punctures the drywall and then it... Like... Splits her. Splits her the back of her head. open, basically. Yeah. yeah. She is injured tremendously. Right. And he's like, like the most... I'm going to go get some ice. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? Yeah, it'd be like if if the opening scene to your movie was like, here, honey, here's your tea. And then the guy stood up and just like cold cocked her. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better movie. It's like, what? What? And again, this scene is like, I could see this working in a super like over the top exaggerated style. Because it's like, but it's taken all seriously. It's taken very. It's not even seriously. It's just taken as like matter of fact. What? How would you? How you would direct a cable TV show? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like a the Turner and Hooch remake. You know, yeah. How long can Ugo being pregnant to get an abortion? So that's that's how it starts out, and then we have. Um, her waking up still bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Why didn't you? She's uh, so injured. <laughs> why didn't you go to the hospital? Oh, and then between the. Well, because she was she was cowed in there by her by her husband. She oh, was sure. afraid to leave the room. Sure. Um. So then there's a scene while the husband's being locked out of the bedroom. He goes down and is like having a night. This was pretty effective. And then this was straight out of a haunting haunted house movie yeah it's like they're setting up to be a haunting like so specifically yeah that this is exactly how you would do it Mm -hmm. 
and it's straight out of con- the Conjuring universe. Yes. So much so that it's like a cliche. It's basically, it's basically a moment from Lights Out. Right. But then he gets brutally murdered. You know, usually a ghost goes boogie, boogie, boogie. But this one goes snappy, snappy, snappy. Yeah. On his bones. Yeah, and it attacks him from above. Right. Like in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that's got to be supernatural. Right. And uh, they, so Madison wakes up and she finds, with her head still bleeding, um, and then finds her husband dead with his neck snapped around backwards. And then this is baffling. She sees the ghost, and the ghost goes to attack her and chases her through the house. Ah. And it's... Yeah, I, I haven't uh, made those It's a ghost. It's a ghost ghost. Like, a ethereal black presence is running after and attacking her. And already there's some problems. <laughs> because... Well, but you wouldn't know that if you had only watched the movie one time. And I didn't even remember this part because... Right. Because it's such a throwaway. So already there's two things that happen that are kind of baffling given what actually what it actually is. So in the opening scene at the hospital, they're like, oh, we got to cut out the cancer. Like, got to completely remove the cancer. It's like, okay, but they don't. That's the whole premise of the movie is that they don't. And then the fact that there's a ghost that runs after and attacks her is like, what? That's not possible for what it actually is. Because the, re- the real thing is, uh, Madison has... Are you about to give the whole premise? I'm giving away the whole premise. Here it is. Here it is. Madison had a parasitic twin that... Or I think they I think they even described it as a, a cancer. tumor. A cancerous growth that, you know... The, you know those cancerous growth... Or those tumors that have teeth in them? Sure. Well, this is an extreme version of that to the point where it's basically a parasitic twin. And uh, not enough... That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Not enough to where it could live on its own. And it's basically on her back this weird... How would you describe it? It has these weird little little tiny T-Rex arms. Yeah, he's like a T-Rex. And then like a mangled face. Kind of like a... Almost like a Cenobite face. What would would the face look like? Well, you know... You know know the... uh, That orc in Lord of the Rings... His face is all fucked up. It's like the white face, and it's all mutilated. It's like if you shrunk that down and put it on the back of someone's head. Yeah, yeah, it's looks like that. So, oh my god, ew, David. The presence is the 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 plot is that they tried to remove or obscure or like basically um, get rid of this parasitic twin as much as they could and seal it up inside of her. But somehow, when her husband, you know, cracked open her head, it woke it, it, woke it up. Mm-hmm. Its name is Gabriel. And Gabriel's special powers are, it uses Madison's brain, has eyes and stuff, but it's, it's using Madison's body. And since it has use of her brain, it can show her um, things. Yeah. Can conjure up hallucinations in Madison and somehow for nefarious purposes somehow it has the added superpower of 
being able to affect electronics. Right. Um, be able to speak through Speak radio through radios. Waves. Because if, if the voice came from the back of her head, she'd be like, what the fuck? Who, who said that in the back of my... Who said that in my head? Um, right. But instead, he throws his voice to radios and stuff. And then, uh, and then also like and blows he up makes, a lot of lights. He makes lights flicker, which mm-hmm. adds the spooky mm-hmm. uh, haunted house element of the whole thing. So, with that understanding, the the killer is literally on the back of her head. Yeah, how good a chaser! <laughs> and if it's creating the hallucination, why? I, I don't. I don't know. Like it doesn't overactive imagination. It doesn't make any sense. So. Um, already there's some problems. Um, let's see. A couple of the characters, like all the characters in this movie, I don't care about and they don't matter. <laughs> like They don't matter so much. This, th- Like the, the detectives, there's these two detectives um, and both of them, I have no idea what they're there for other than just to be the thing to move the the plot forward and no care is given to like actual care. Like, I guess the one cop is kind of attracted to Madison's sister, but nothing <laughs> is ever made of that. And yeah. like, you don't care about, so this is where we'll get into it with a, okay. make it better. Cause this, I, I need, okay, go ahead. Finish your thought. This deserves like an excellent performance. Like if the focus was on, a detective mm-hmm. finding this out and being the surrogate audience member of like finding out how this crazy shit and having some kind of reaction. This is like if you inserted Bruce Campbell into this role or a Bruce Campbell type that had these absurd things happen to him and you see his reactions to it, that would be more entertaining than just like, Oh, we're going to go investigate, yeah. do an interview, and we're going to look at past files. Yeah. Okay. Like, they serve no purpose other than, like, and then this happens. And then the same thing with, with her sister. It's like, who cares? Oh, yeah. I mean, I barely care about her. Right. Uh, I, I don't care about anybody in this movie. Uh, but but here's, here's the conversation I want to have about Malignant, mm. is... What the fuck happened? You know, like, can we speculate a little bit on what's going on with James Wan? Okay, we have a couple options. Number one, he he was just they just wanted a name to attach to this, and most of it was done by you know the assistant director or something like that. Or 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 maybe he just maybe he's just cashing in. You know, maybe he's just like I'm done. Like, or or I'm working on something more important right now. This is just like a side piece mm. or, or do you think he was like giving it his all? Like, do you think, like, do you think this was like, he's like, yeah, this is going to be the new thing. It's Cause we got body horror mm-hmm. and we got haunting of, uh, the, it's, it's haunted. It's my calling card, uh, with the, with the, um, what you call it series. Mm-hmm. Um, the conjuring series. Did you think I'm retarded? I'm, James Wan is going to call into the show and he's going to be like, did you think I'm retarded? 
I would uh, if James Wan called in the show. Uh, first of all, I I'd be getting down on my knees, me like <laughs> because um, because you know, I mean, there's some undeniable great right, movies right. he's made, and then also you know. But I mean, anyway, the point is, what what happened here? What what do you think? Yeah, happened? I don't think we can. I don't think we can really say. I think maybe it'll come out later or in like interviews or whatever. But the interviews that I've seen. Um, James Wan is basically saying he wanted to go a different way. He wanted to, um, you know, I think he, he knows that the Saw films, the Conjuring films is very formulaic. Like he knows how to make those movies really well. And what he wanted to do is break out of, oh. break out of like this, that style somehow, or break out of like those movies and do something new and like um i don't think he said experimental but basically the intention is like you got to try new things right like and you got to you got to like step outside of the safety uh, to you know attempt to create something new and he definitely did that with this film well which is weird because i mean yeah he did that with this film but he did it with all the tools that he would do it with all the other formulaic movies. He just took, he was just like, ah, this is what I know. My whole tube tool bag is just full of these, these tropes that I use in my others. So right, I'm but- just going to create it without that structure and do the same things. I mean, I can see some of, I can see some of the flaws of the, okay, this, this might be the other thing. Some of the flaws of the saw movies and the conjuring movies um, that you can overlook because of the format and like the storytelling, uh, and characters in those movies. Um, all of those flaws are in this movie, but they're highlighted to a, just such a large degree to where you're like, uh, okay, some of the bad writing is like accentuated with bad performances and bad direction. Um, just because these are the parts that you would gloss over in those other movies, but this movie is almost exclusively that. Yeah. You know? I I think my theory is that he wanted to do something new, and he had kind of an idea of a couple different movies that he wanted to reinvigorate, or a style that he wanted to reinvigorate. But he has none of the tools in his tool bag to pull off those yeah. types of movies like yeah that's what i'm saying he he's he's just got these tools and he's just like uh, i want to do something new but uh, this is here are the things that i know how to do <laughs> right but i mean even i mean from a storytelling aspect like the story and the plot again like upon second viewing like it's it's decent like stuff is set up and twists and turns happen mm-hmm. and there's unexpected things and then reveals and, and stuff. Um, it's well constructed from that perspective. It's just the writing is very bad and the direction just doesn't know favors at all. Mm-mm. So I don't know. I I think it's, I think it's just a, an attempt in a very, very large misfire. I think the good, other, the other a, attempt. You think it's a good faith effort? I think it's a good faith effort. Hmm. Um, the other thing, the other theory, Red Letter Media put, 
was that this was all these things were intentional and that he was literally trying to make just really absurd bad choices on purpose that was my that was my initial feeling on this i was like he's trying to like he's trying to like play a joke on me this is some sort right. of andy kaufman play right yeah that's that's the other option because there are some elements where you're like he's a competent director how would he not know how would he put those together again like going back to the industrial attic yeah falling through yeah. the house that you've seen the whole movie or you know showing the the exterior of a tiny tiny house and then go inside and it's a giant mansion yeah um so i i, I don't know like i i think there's there's a that's kind a case of, to be made with several of those that's kind of where i fell with it for the majority of watching this movie i was like oh I don't think James Wan has made a true a straight ahead slasher before. Right. And this falls in that category. And then also, like, if you're gonna make a straight ahead slasher, let's have some fun with it. And it does feel like an Andy Kaufman kind of play. Yeah. It does feel like let's fuck with the audience to make them question what is what's good and what's bad and what's real and what's not. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um other characters that we don't care about the Seattle underground lady that's not explained until the very end of the film. You're like, who is this? Why should I care about this lady? Oh boy. It's just kind of pointless. And she's there probably for the only purpose she's there is to witness what the killer is doing, but why you could just show the, the camera could show that. Um, the other, uh, I'll skip forward through a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm almost almost already kind of tired of, Talking about it, um, the finally it has the reveal, and then the ending is is bonkers. Like the the ending with like just the Matrix level <laughs> action scenes of this, um, you know, backwards backwards killer, yeah, jumping through the police station and getting shot at. Like it's literally th- from the Matrix. It's, that's another thing that's almost like a wink. It's like okay, this is a weird choice for for a slasher to turn in to an action movie and then also like the the weird jail where it's like yeah it looks like it's a jail into a portal to a time machine or alternate dimensions where black women from the 70s with afros are that was so there. weird that that scene that and about 20 people that are named large marge <laughs> Or in yeah. the same jail. That was so weird. And then it's all the stuff that's left on the table with this concept. Because this concept could be so cool. Like, could be so weirdly much more creepy than it is. Uh-huh. So, like, okay, so you have this thing in your body that's able to not only take over your body, but compel you to do to do anything. Yeah. So, so you have this, this girl who is this victim of cruel fate this mm-hmm. this this weird malignant cancer that's mm-hmm. also a person that mm-hmm. can control her okay so maybe it makes her maybe it makes her go and have sex with people she doesn't really <gasps> like oh no you know like maybe maybe it, it it okay this is a good question if gabriel wait i we were, we got to make this better 
we gotta we gotta make it better. We'll, we'll get to the make it better section. Okay. But this is just a I question. Just don't want to throw too much out there. That yeah, I know. Be. This is just a logical question. Hmm. If Gabriel has sex with someone, um, and uh, I'm just, I'm sorry if I'm gonna offend some of the the more sensitive sensibilities. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. So. If Gabriel has sex with someone mm. as he's controlling Madison's body, yeah. and there's penetration in the vagina, would that be anal sex to for, Gabriel? For Gabriel? Yeah. No, it's just... And would, if they're penetrating no. the the anus, would no. that be vaginal sex this for Gabriel? This is so basic. Like, just it's just biology, man. Just because it's... Just because it's in a, in a reverse position doesn't mean it's a called a different thing. It's mm. still the same thing. Hmm. Come on. Come okay. On. Ah, the French. <laughs> French love that anal sex. Um, let's uh, move on. So, okay, the last thing I want to talk about in terms of, like, production design or th- pro- one of the best things <laughs> in the movie is when it cuts to the reveal of who Gabriel is and it shows the surgery and it shows, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> the arms getting cut off, like all this intense surgery to take off, like his body and his rib cage, and then for the head, they just kind of like, let's just eh. pu- let's just, <laughs> just push, push this, just push that into her skull <laughs> and seal it up, and then we'll just close the skull up around uh, it. That was this so is, stupid. The shot of the doctor just like, eh. it was it was just it's so oh. bizarre. It was, it was like just push this thing way up in that skull, like. It was, and that that concept is great. I love that. I wish I wish the tone of the film and everything around it justified that scene. We're able to accentuate it in a better way. Yeah. So, anyways, let's make it better. All right. Can we? So let's let's just say who would who would like this movie first. <coughs> I, I honestly don't know. don't know. I don't know a who would like this people, movie. A lot of people. I think the people that like it are are people that like movies and are just baffled by it. I, I don't know. if you, Okay, I'll, this is what I will say. If you liked this movie, please, like, look, we don't want to ridicule you. It's just not for us. But if you liked it, give us a call and tell us why at 682-253-4468 and okay. tell us because right. I can't I just can't I just can't steal man this position. <laughs> okay, so let's uh let's make it better. Let's make it better. All right. I'm going to leave the entire opening the exact same. Okay. I'm so- I'm going to leave the concept the same. It's still Gabriel in the back of Madison's head. I love that idea. I love the idea of the backwards killer. Yeah, it's the 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 monster is is actually really neat and and it's full of contortion and body horror and uh and and oh. it it works. It's very crunchy and so know. opening scene is the same. Okay. Like it shows the hospital Dracula's castle okay. and then it cuts to right. cuts to suburban life and the production design is like straight out of like little shop of horrors. When, um, when uh, they're singing about somewhere that's green, so it's like stereotypical fifties cookie cutter housewife. Okay, bringing husband tea, and then I'm getting pictures of the Vision uh, yeah, TV yeah. show in my head. So Madison is 
she's like a blonde, ditzy girl. Oh wow, you're changing her hair color. I'm for changing. Some I'm changing her to like the more innocent and like less hel- helpless, less less brooding. Yeah, the more innocent and helpless and victimized we can make this character, the better. And that, ha- and somehow that's blonde to you. I'm just sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, just. Just address address all your concerns to Bryce. I'm just saying. Well, she's blonde because she's bleach blonde because her husband wants it that way. Okay. Okay. God her damn, husband, look at those hot children. Oops, <laughs> my finger slipped. Husband is... I'm, I'm baffled. Um, her husband is um, cast by... Who's the husband cast as? Let's say... Robert De Niro. <laughs> or Tom Cruise. We need some not someone that old. We need someone younger. Oh, Chris Chris Pratt. We need someone that's like only played assholes. So Michael Rourke. <laughs> He's old. Um someone anyway, some only someone that's played... only played assholes. Oh, in, Christian in Bale? No. Well, he he plays a lot of assholes. This is a bit part. So it's like uh I don't know. It would be like um I throw out all these options, you're like stupid. I don't have any ideas, but yours are dumb. Okay. I'm I'm trying to think of the the actor's name. That okay. So I'm thinking like someone who's an asshole that you would see in as a, as an abuser. So someone like Chris Cooper, like a young Chris Cooper, or um, uh, what's his name? The guy that played Henry, serial killer. Yeah, Michael Rourke. Michael. Oh, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Sorry. Um, someone like that as the husband. And completely over the top, super abusive, like immediately, again, uh-huh. hits the tea out of her hand, says, I like coffee, and then immediately, like, abuses her. Same, same uh, scene, shoves her head into the wall, cracks it open, and... Uh, so far, you've changed very little about this. Changed movie. very little, because I like the beginning. Okay. Okay. And then she goes to the hospital... Okay. All right. And then we got to come up with some other characters to replace the characters that we don't care about. So I do think there's a place for a detective. Again, I want like a Bruce Campbell type, like someone that's going to be the eyes of the audience. Oh, well, let's, I mean, let's go with the obvious James Wan referential character mm. who's just recently played a detective in a Saw movie. Mm. Let's go with... The, uh, the comedian Chris Rock. Chris Rock, right? I mean, he's the perfect guy to be the eyes for the audience, right? So Chris Rock, okay. Um, he's called to the hospital because of domestic abuse, and um, the doctors tell him how you know she had this intense head trauma and was bleeding from the skull, and and uh, but somehow they couldn't find any kind of actual, you know fracture or like it sealed itself up like almost immediately Mm, like the curtains have been pulled closed right huh um and then chris rock is coming investigating and he's like did you take a cat scan (laughs) uh wow uh that's my best Chris Rock. That's your best. Um, Can you do one? No. Okay, I wouldn't well. attempt. Well, I would. Um, so so what, 
what happens next? Um, so the first time we see the killer, it's in the hospital. Okay. Like, um, I would I would like to pose that something. I mean, we got to kind of stay with the with the wacky feel of this movie. It kind of right, feels right. all over the place. I would say that she gets in a romantic relationship with the detective uh, with the detective with Chris Rock yes. right off the bat. She's like, "Oh my god, you're my savior." Like You've come to like look into what happened. Like I just lost my husband. I'm ready because he was such a dick. You know, I'm ready right. to like. So it turns into a rom com. Mm-hmm. So it starts starts with a rom com, and and Chris Rock starts seeing her, mm-hmm. and then on the regular, and then pretty quickly it gets really hot and heavy, and Chris Rock is like fucking her. You're the yin to my yang, and he's know, like you- pulling her hair, and when he pulls her hair, he hears like a voice like ow, like ow. ow! And she's like, what? Because it's not her voice. It's, right. And it's he's some like, other voice. And like, who the like, fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. You into that? And she's like, well, yeah. But he's like, well, you said Al. She's like, I didn't no, say Al. I didn't say Al. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And he's, okay, well, let's keep it going. Ow! He's, he's getting his dick sucked. And then he like puts his hand on the back of her head. And then his finger gets bit. And he's like, what the fuck? What do you do? It's like, what? She's like, she's what like, are you talking about? I don't know. And then she just keeps sucking his dick until he doesn't pay attention. And so, yeah, just weirdness. And then, and then, the, and then the male- the the Gabriel mm-hmm. is like, I'm not like Gabriel's a dude. Uh-huh. So he's like, I am not into this right. at all. Right. He's like, dude, we need to find some fucking pussy up in this bitch. And so, so at night. You know, when she's asleep, when her and Chris Rock are in bed and they're asleep, Gabriel takes control and she goes out on the hunt looking, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for, well, I mean, Gabriel goes, so it's a dude looking for, uh, looking for girls and, uh, and, you know, Gabriel is supremely fucked up. You know, he is not well in the head. Right. So every encounter is with a streetwalker walking the knife Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it does not end well. He's just... So there's a series of prostitute murders that Chris Rock's detective is investigating. So they're investigating a serial killer. Right. And she and it's keeps, very And he, she keeps coming back smelling like a, like she's been heavy into cunnilingus. You know, she's just been <laughs> He's like, "Baby, you smell like why pussy." Is the, but, why does the back of your head smell like pussy all the but time? But like a lot. <laughs> like and it's not your scent, you know? It's like what's What's yeah. going on? I smell like every scene. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't do it that. It doesn't do it that overtly. It's just every scene you see Chris Rock doing that sniff face where he's like, hmm. you know, where he's, uh-huh. he's nearer and he's like, hmm. okay, this is this I got is a, a, I got a whiff of something. This is an important aspect. Uh huh. Does she know? I think this might be no. An she gets thing. visions of of horrible things happening at night, but she thinks of them as dreams. I think I want to change this entire thing. Whoa, hey! I, whoa. I would say I would change the vision thing, and I would make it that she knows that she knows Gabriel is in the back of her head, and that she's aware, and she's trying to keep it a secret. Okay. She's trying to keep it on the DL. Right. So it's like Basket Case, except right the basket guy is always on the back of her head right so she's trying to there's a lot of like you know 
weird situations, like very sitcom situations of like, oh, the odd couple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm clean. I like to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's trying to hide and like um, trying to make excuses for for why the back of her head smells like pussy. Um, (laughs) And okay, so a series of uh, serial murders and then. Chris Rock finds something that's definitely Madison's. Like, something of hers that he knows is her. So maybe he gave her, like, a ring uh-huh. or, like, a piece of jewelry, like, earrings. Yeah. And then he finds one of her earrings in a crime scene. Oh. Like, oh no. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, and he's like, baby, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I had to keep it on the download from the force. Mm-hmm. But, like... I found, like, does he tell her? Does he come out and tell her? I think he no. does. No? No, I don't think he does. He's, he's like, a good detective. He's he's going to stand back and and keep an so eye on it. So he installs security cameras, yes. all a paranormal activity, too. Yes. All throughout the house. And then this shifts from being a normally shot film to being a found footage film. Right. And, um, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think there should be a scene... I think progressively Gabriel should have more control over the body because that'll be like the thing that they like, no, it's my body. It's my turn. It's my turn to masturbate. Um, So like he's going to eventually get more control and there's going to be a lot of scenes of him in a trench coat trying to go to movies like, but he's walking backwards, but trying to act naturally, Uh you know? Yeah. I I like the idea of seeing Gabriel like this mangle faced backwards walking guy trying to like shop for groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying like, to live his life. Or like singing in the rain, like, mm-hmm. you know, like sw- circling a street lamp, right. but backwards, you know? Yeah. like He's finally figured out how he can have complete control over the body, and then he finds out that he's shunned in society because he's a, he's a mangled backwards monster. <laughs> okay, I have a question. How, what, okay, so this, so the movie Malignant, as it, as it stands right now, Ends with such spectacular gusto. Uh-huh. How are we going to end this one with similar gusto? Um, it's not. I don't think it's going to be over the top gusto. I think it's going to be. Um, Chris Rock finds out, okay. and then he finds out that that Gabriel's in the back of his new wife's head. Yeah, okay. girlfriend, girlfriend. Um, and then Gabriel kills Chris Rock. And then how? Murder? I don't know. With a knife? I think he's got. I think it's got to be some weird sexual act. I think mm. he's got to like take control of her while she's like giving a hand job and just pull his dick off and like, oh, like a really right. like a saw like right like close up slow mo of like the dick like coming off the body. Chris like's like, no, my dick. Oh, and then he shoves it oh. down Chris Rock's own. You throat. know what? I've, and he I've chokes changed, him with his own dick. I'm going to change the casting just from from that delivery of that line. It's not going to be Chris Rock. It's it gonna, is. It's going to be Aziz Ansari. Oh, oh no! Oh no! My dick! <laughs> and then he shoves the dick into Aziz or Chris's Mouth. own throat and yeah. chokes him to death with his own dick. Yeah. And then. Oh, wow, that's yeah. And then the ending will be, um, the investigation of that, and then like the heat put on her. And then all of a sudden there has to be a, okay, so we could do like an over the top of several murders, like uh-huh. lots of police, mm-hmm. like SWAT team comes in, 
her house and then she kills all the SWAT team. And then it's going to be cut to uh, the Incredible Hulk ending, like the TV series, where she's going to be walking in, into the distance sad. Mm. Gonna, I got to make a new life. But the full circle is they, they come to the realization that they can't live, you know, separately, that they got to they got to live together. They got to make it work. Gabriel can't have complete control. Madison can't have complete control. Like they've got to make it work together. Just like Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, this is very, you know, you've mentioned Basket Case a few times, but that is really the most astute observation about this. This is just bas- pre-Basket Case. This is like the preamble to Basket Case. Right. Which, by the way, we've reviewed on our Patreon, um, so you can check that. With yeah. You. So awesome. I think I think that would make it better, and I think the important thing is is make it very tonally consistent and absurd. No, yeah, that's real important and, and fun. Ad- and actually, every time, no, yeah, yeah, I think. Okay, I've got one more thing to add. Like all the murders that Gabriel commits it involves dicks being ripped off and shoved down people's throats. <laughs> To choke them out. No, or, yeah, that and also the head is twisted around. Okay. Every yeah, head yeah, the head around. is twisted around because yeah. it's like, now you see backwards just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like it. And and at that moment where Chris Rock has his own dick down his throat, he's like, oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> all right. The end. The end. We've made it better. Hey, look at us. All right, thank you so much for joining us on Horror Movie Talk. Please, if you like the show, leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a rating. Um, Share the podcast with a friend. It really helps us out. Um, If you want to, uh, if you're going to spend anything on Amazon, like we could ask you to go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, and click through the, the Amazon button at the top, and then we get a little taste of that. And then if you would like to get a hold of us and tell us um, that we're good or bad or that you agree or disagree, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468, and you'll get through to our voicemail. Um, so I hope you guys have a great week, and I hope you also watched uh, the Midnight Mass show on Netflix and then listened to our after sh- our series of after shows on it because a lot of people have been doing that, and we just appreciate the heck out of all of you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, Pete, no Sigourney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, 
Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, rubs nothing good. In the woods, always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. HMT, horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.